amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Adam with the Airtime Misfits podcast, and I am here with Nick. What's up? And we have a very special guest today. You might know him from Airtime Thrills, which you can find on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, It's Chris. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, great. Thanks, Adam and Nick. Thanks for having me on. Today, we have a fun episode, so slap on your board shorts. Put on that sunscreen because we're going to be talking about Windjammer Surf Racers located at Knott's Berry Farm in beautiful California. So stay tuned. Windjammer Surf Racers was a short-lived attraction uh, at Knott's Berry Farm, only lasting just about three years, 97 to 2000. Uh, just some fun uh, specs about it. It was a uh, Togo looping wild mouse. So mm-hmm. really one of its, you know, one of its only kind. I think this might have been the only Togo looping mouse. At uh, least in the United at States. At least in the United States, yeah. absolutely. Height was 69 feet at 40 miles an hour. The one interesting fact about this, though, that might have differed from other looping mouses similar was that this was a dueling looping mouse, meaning that there were two sides that dueled each other. And uh, as we'll find out later, that was not always the case, especially toward the end of its life. (laughs) So, yeah, it lasted about a minute and 30 seconds, and the cost was about 6.2 million big ones. Yeah, that seems like a lot for a wild mouse. Coaster. Yeah, <laughs> especially for Togo and, you know, kind of right. the reputation they already had in the United States, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what Knott's was thinking. The only thing I could think of is maybe because there's two tracks. That's the only thing oh, that driven the, that's the true, price yeah. of. That's so a good it's, point. Yeah. It's technically two coasters. Yeah. So interesting. Think, yeah, I was going to say uh, prior to Windjammer, I think Togo, they had built the uh, their coaster in Las Vegas. I forget what it's called. Uh, the one at the New York, yeah, New York Hotel. That, that opened uh, a couple months before this, I believe. Right. Okay. And then, and then of course, they did like uh, King Cobra at Kings Island, the stand-up. Yep. And Shockwave. And Shockwave, and Shockwave yeah. was the only other one, yeah. So they did have some coasters in the United States. And so, uh, like Nick was saying, though, this was the first looping wild mouse coaster in the United States. So the, the main reason why we want to have Chris on today is because he is actually one of the very few lucky people who had the uh, rare opportunity to ride Windjammer Surf Racers. So what do you remember about the ride? So, so you got to be an enthusiast of a certain age 
who have ridden windjammer <laughs> absolutely you had to like like the moment like the time had to like align just right for you to right. be in the right place oh, at the yeah. right time when you had to be you had to be riding coasters over 20 years ago right, um, right. <laughs> and you and you had to be at knots in a very short window of time so right yeah so yeah i started going to knots in 1990 well i, I was i was going to knots in the mid early 90s but i was a little kid did so um, did, were you did you grow up in california yeah Okay. Yeah, awesome. I've always, I'd always lived in California until this past year. Yeah. And so, you're in Oklahoma now? Yeah. Okay. I'm now. Yeah. Big difference. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a big difference. Right. Um, so in terms of like, I, I would go to Knott's quite a bit back in the early nineties and, but I was, you know, five, six years old. I don't remember right. too much of it. Didn't really write anything until I want to say 98. Um, that's when I finally got on like Montezuma's Revenge for the first time oh, and yeah. Boomerang for the first time. And then, of course, right across the way from Boomerang was Windjammer. <laughs> ah. And um, I, I still have some like pictures I took from like 98, 99. And I still have like, like there it is, Windjammer right there. I have <laughs> right. that I was there. Um, <laughs> so, so, cool. so at the time, I'm, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. You know, uh, any looping coaster is kind of a big deal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. I mean, the, na- nowadays, if I see something like this, I would just be like, forget it like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, like i'll write this thing the credit it's, it's terrible but at the yeah. time it's like oh this thing has a loop um right that's, you know that makes it interesting it makes it kind of scary for a yeah. 11 year old person oh, yeah. who doesn't know anything about coasters so i i kind of wrote it with that mindset i wasn't thinking like god this is god awful but <laughs> right so so I, I can't say at the time i can say it was a terrible coaster i do remember it hurt like hell because those um really bulky over the shoulder restraints yeah oh. Those Togo restraints, yeah. Yeah, they were bigger than the train themselves. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're not very forgiving either, especially on like a, a little person's ears. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. So you're, you're sitting there, you're like four foot five, and you got these yeah. restraints just like <laughs> completely surrounding you. Yeah, um, like two cinder look, blocks on either side huge. of your head. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They, they look huge on a, on a, uh, on a normal sized person, let alone right. someone who's, you know, you know, under five feet tall. So that is something that definitely was an issue. Um, but, you know, just going back and, you know, obviously I haven't ridden this coaster in over 20 years since it's been gone. Right. But you look at the POV and you're just like, what, what are they doing with oh, this thing? <laughs> it's, it's such a confusing coaster. And I think, I mean, I, I, I vaguely remember um, like seeing this in different books. Uh, you know, you, I'd go to the public library back then when there wasn't as much access to the internet. And I, I remember seeing a picture of this in one <laughs> right. of the coaster books I'd go check out and just thinking, what on earth is this thing? Like, I mean, I knew dueling coasters were a thing, but just the layout, the whole confusing, like, I don't know, just looking at it, it's it's such an odd looking coaster in general. And, yeah, and they, it, didn't, I, they didn't have a lot of room to work with. Um, so that's right. understandable, but I got to do better than that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Knott's is pretty landlocked. I mean, if, if, and if anyone's listening has never been, it's essentially a city block is what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, and, it, is, and, it is literally one big city block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm sure when they're planning for a new coaster, it's like, man, we really have to be resourceful. And so it mm-hmm. makes sense that they went with something of this route, but yeah, man, Knott's, you had to have done better. I mean, <laughs> right. And, and it makes me wonder, I, I know everyone knows now that Togo, it's just not, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I don't know what they were thinking then. If they were like, Hey, this is cheap or, um, you know, at, at this time, 
I guess Intamin was still kind of getting their feet wet in terms of making good coasters. And right. mm-hmm. B&M was, was pretty established at this point, but they were probably a little more expensive out of people's price range. Mm-hmm. So this is prior to uh, Knott's being bought by Cedar Fair also. Right. Oh, yeah. So they were still family point. owned at the time for another year, I would say. I think they bought, yeah. bought, bought 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were probably saying, hey, you know, um, this might be a like good little coaster for this good little spot we have in the corner of the park. They just got rid of their wacky soapbox racers, which had been there for 20 years. Right. And probably oh, yeah. them upgrade a little bit, maybe get a little more thrill in the park. Yeah. Something that has a loop in it. And um, so they got this. Did you uh, ever have a chance to ride wacky soapbox racers? No, that's uh, I remember. I mean, I was definitely at the park when it was there, but again, right. I was you know, I was a little kid. Um, right. And I was I was afraid of coasters, too. It wasn't like uh, I was I had an, uh, enthusiast parents that were you know trying to get me on everything. <laughs> My dad ended up forcing me to get on the rides back when I was back in '98. Um, so by then, the open jammer was there. Soapbox racers were not was gone because I I know that a lot of people were really upset when they removed yeah. wacky soapbox racers, especially especially seeing what they right exactly, especially seeing you know what they got in place of it. Like I went to Knotts for the first time and the only time in the summer of 2019. And that's when I went to for the first time. And Yeah, and I love the park. And one of the things I really like about the park is, especially comparing it to other Cedar Fair parks, there's so many unique rides there, like with Calico Mine Ride and right. the train and the, I forget the name of the log flume escaping yeah. me but it has such a cool feeling to it and with like the ghost town and everything like it's a really awesome park and i think like if they were able to keep something like the wacky soapbox racers that would just be another attraction that they would have that was like really nostalgic and really unique so it's too bad that they took that out right yeah. i mean and, and you know by, by the mid 90s we were talking about uh coaster revolution yeah going on at the Absolutely. time and, yeah. and, and you got and you got these you know these little steeplechase coasters there <laughs> right. And, right. and Knott's had been trying to do a little bit more in their park at the time. And they, you, you had, you know, Miles Bridge Revenge, you had Boomerang, trying to get a little bit more thrilling right. aspect of the park. And um, they probably just figured, hey, this is out of date. Let's try to get something new, but let's try to do it on the cheap. Right. And you know, they got what they paid for. <laughs> they absolutely did. Oh, yeah. I will say, though, about uh, Windjammer is I think they did a really good job uh, with the theming so like visually if you're standing in the midway looking at Windjammer it's pretty I mean it's wacky looking and weird looking but it's cool looking they did like with the whole surf thing they really went all the way with it oh yeah I mean that's what I was saying like when, when you're standing there as a 10 or 11 year old kid and you're looking <laughs> yeah. at this this coaster with a red and a yellow loop right next right. to each other it looks pretty right. cool yeah so that area of the park is the boardwalk section yeah of the park, it's all so. it, it uh, like you got hang time right around the corner, I guess, not super close, but you got that, you got a uh, coast rider. So it's yeah. kind of that boardwalky surfy theme. And that seems to have really kind of translated and carried over over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed when you guys were there, um, but just the park is absolutely microscopic. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we, we were, when hang time opened, I ran to, I was like, oh my gosh, just in the back of the park. Um, <laughs> and and we, were, we were staging out right there near the front. Yeah. It took me probably about 15 seconds to run there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's a very everything's, <laughs> everything's close by. And it, it's it's fun. Because, like, I mean, not to get off too much of a tangent, but like yeah. just the way even Silver Bullet and Jaguar were constructed, like everything yeah. is just constructed in such a way that 
it's not like you would see like if Jaguar were to be moved to Cedar Point, it would be a totally different layout. Like right. there's nothing going on with it. It's just a giant monorail, basically. <laughs> like it just kind of it does whatever it can with the space it has. So yeah, like, it just goes over footpaths through essentially yeah. loop and goes over yeah. And then Silver Bullet goes it had the lake to work with. Right. Other than yeah, that, that's true. It's pretty much that's true. It's over it's over footpaths. Right. It's, exactly. It's, just, it's crazy. You don't see that too often. Yeah, it's really interesting. I thought it was a really cool park, though. I, I liked the whole vibe of the, oh, yeah. the park and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really complete park. Um, yeah. like you can have a really good full day there and do, like you said, they have some unique attractions, too. Right. They used to have some more that they've taken out over the years, but right. you know, it's unfortunate. It's, but it's, it's, a corporate, it's a corporate park at this point, so it is what it is. Definitely. So with uh, Windjammer, though, um, as we said, it opened in 1997, and I think within the first year they already ran into some problems with it and they had to replace some parts. And I think on top of the 6.3 million that they spent on the ride, they had to invest another two or 3 million into the ride on new parts. Pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, either that same year or like 98, 99. I mean, and then, you know, they did not realize that it was going to shut down every five seconds. Right. Yeah. So and you know, the whole, I think selling point of of Windjammer was that both sides would duel and that became an issue. That wasn't the case. Yeah. Cause I think the yellow side uh, rarely ran. So it was really hard to ever actually see them racing in person or let alone get a ride on when you're racing. So I, I'm not sure. Doesn't if they... that always seem to go that way? <laughs> Does Doesn't it always seem to go to every racing coaster ends up every not racing? Time. Yes. I know it's so frustrating too. Cause that's, I love racing coasters when they race. We'll have to see how, how some of these newer ones, like, like West coast racers shakes out. Right. If, yeah. If just over the years, it just stops. Right. Like technology is in its favor, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, th- can you name a single racing coaster that still consistently races? Maybe Gemini um, does. Even then, like on low capacity days, they're not they running run, both sides. Yeah, run, run, but, yeah. you know, like Batman and Robin, the chiller. Could oh, Batman quit right. immediately. Yeah. And then even with a uh, twisted Colossus, it was the Colossus is, uh, oh, I think, you- they it's try that, to match it up, but I, I think that one's kind of rare too. Yeah, I mean, I've ridden Twisted Classes like 150 times. So, oh wow! It, so you can kind of tell, like, when, if if you're going to be able to race based on where the train is on the lift when you get right. dispatched. Okay. Um, and, and there's sometimes where where you're like, oh, we're for, we're sure going to get a duel because we've dispatched way like plenty of time, and then the chain doesn't line up. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, and, and then everyone blames the ops for it. It's like right. it's not the ops' fault; it's the people's fault. Like, right? Just, yeah. Don't blame the ops for that. That's right, definitely not right. their problem. And I think with West Coast racers, they're trying to guarantee that it will race every time by having yeah. like kind of like a staging pre, like a show right. area. And, 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 I, and I can tell you, so far so good on that. The only okay. problem is that it's only been open for two months before it <laughs> right. shut down for a year. <laughs> right. So time will tell with that still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So another reason why they had trouble operating the ride is if there's any kind of wind conditions at all, the ride would shut down. Mm-hmm. And I watched a video on YouTube and they, I don't know if it's true, but they said on there that a wind gust of as little as three miles an hour would shut the ride down. Yeah. That's what I heard too. Very ironic given its name. You know, you'd think it would want to <laughs> jam the wind and go through and power through. Right. But uh. three, three miles an hour, like I feel like a, yeah. sm- like a box fan blows mm-hmm. stronger than three miles an hour. So, I mean, that's nothing. That's a breeze. And I don't know if you're going to bring this up, Adam. I don't know if you have yeah. it on your, on your show notes, but um, do you have anything about the the name, the name of the coaster? Being, oh, uh, no, I don't. But I did read about it that for a short amount of time, they changed the name to just Jammer, Jammer. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
because I guess Windjammer is like an apparel company and they got angry at the the copyright infringement. Right. Actually, so I mean, think about all the things that happened in (laughs) less than three years to this coaster. What a disaster. Yeah. And and, and I think Knott's tried to really, you know, cut their losses there at the end and and they actually sued Togo and were like, look, this has been too much of a headache. You guys need to pay us something. I I thought it'd be a great, a great YouTube video to go over that lawsuit. But right. there is not, I cannot find anything online about that lawsuit. I would have loved to see what Knott's had uh, against against Togo in that right. suit. Just yeah. the yeah. evidence and everything. But I, I just cannot find it. Yeah. yeah. What, what little information I have found out about it. So Knott's filed a lawsuit for $16 million against Togo for That's pretty, right. for pretty much getting a coaster that doesn't operate. But Knott's, ultimately, they lost the lawsuit. I don't know on what grounds, but maybe... I think it was the proof. jury. I think, they, okay. I think the jury decided not to award him yeah. anything. And Togo, they blamed Knott's for the issue, saying that Knott's didn't want to invest the money into keeping the ride operational so that they were trying to like cut corners on it. So I don't know how much is true with that. Uh, I guess the lawsuit was dropped and they just Knott's just kind of cut their losses. Yeah. yeah. Think about the things that Cedar Fair had to uh, inherit over <laughs> right. the years. One of oh. them being Son of Beast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then and then this is the, the, before that, obviously. Just yeah. talk, about, talk about just inheriting a mess. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, even just they just purchased the water parks in Texas, and they didn't purchase one in Kansas City. Uh, what's, what are they called? Because they had a death liability right. on that one. Right. So. Uh, where, I forget what the name of the water parks. Uh, Schlitterbahn. Yeah, Schlitterbahn, that's right. Yeah. Schlitterbahn. Yeah, so even, yeah, they've taken on some challenges, so. I think the final year of operation for Windjammer was uh, 2000, March 2nd, 2000. But the uh, the coaster stood standing until 2001, until they finally tore it down. Yeah, it looks like uh, they they took it down um, July of 2001. It was demolished. I think mm-hmm. I don't. So I don't know. You know, if they just kept it up uh, during the legal battle. With Togo I think it was and, during the lawsuit. Yeah, they kept it. Yeah, like because there's no other reason to keep that hunk of junk up. And right. I mean, obviously, they did. They didn't wait very long at all to put in accelerator, which, as we all know, is far superior. Right. Um, yeah, accelerator so, opened in 2002. So yeah, so it wasn't like anyone. You know, no one was picketing and saying, "Oh, we need to save this coast." it was right. like let's get it out of here so <laughs> yeah i don't think many people complain that they removed oh, no. it i can't imagine so we do have some commercials to play uh the first commercial we're gonna play i'll set the scene so this would have been a commercial you would have seen on tv in 1997 you're kind of basically seeing like the stormy weather and uh, i was actually like i watched this commercial earlier and i'm surprised with the tone of the commercial considering it's like a surf theme coaster because in my mind i was thinking more of like a beach boys like you know fun california surfing thing but yeah. this is like kind this of a like a, of, like it makes you think of like a preview to twister or something like <laughs> right? that it's it's real eerie almost it's more of like that ride warrior like yeah. cedar point i'll tell you, I'll tell you guys thing. one thing yeah if there's one thing that defines buena park california it's really yeah. stormy, bad weather. <laughs> really? <laughs> According to the park, I guess. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's check this out. First, Knott's brought you Montezuma's Revenge. They even got the guy with the scary voice. Oh, yeah. It's very dramatic. Yeah. And Boomerang. And Boomerang. <laughs> Knott's introduces a new side-by-side racing coaster, Windjammer. 
I guess I guess the tornadoes and the wind kind of match up. Yeah. yeah. It'll blow you away. I love how every 90s every 90s coaster commercial had the track that was it's that soundtrack that's in like Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 oh, of, the, the, of the, the screaming. screaming. You yeah, guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Every 90s coaster commercial. Just that generic coaster sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then they're generic coaster screaming. It's just, it's funny to me. Well, when I watched this commercial, I thought it was interesting that they focused in, because when I, you know, Windjammer Surf Racers, which is an interesting name alone, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I hear that name, I focus in on the surf racers aspect of it. And especially with the theming of the coasters, I mean, the trains look, they had surfboards on the side of them. So <laughs> I thought yeah. it was interesting with this commercial that they focused on the wind aspect yeah. of the name. So it's like this tornado. And even in the commercial, they didn't mention surf racers. It was just called Windjammer. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that, that, that just seems confused to me. Yeah, like the, the tone is totally wrong, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, I'm like, what does that have to do with it? I'm like, oh, wind, tornadoes. Wind. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, but, I yeah, made the I connection mean, eventually, yeah. But and, and I don't know if you guys saw, uh, other than the, the theme, they also had that weird like fish, like that Japanese yeah, fish. Like a um, blowfish looking thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was like a Togo thing because Togo's from Japan. Maybe Right, that was yeah. That could be. It had themes, shades of that, but that was weird too. It's yeah. thing was just weird. It's something that I've never really been clear on and I know it's probably a like legal name was Windjammer Surf Racers, but everything I've seen it's just been Windjammer. And like I get that, you know, we we shorten coaster names, but it's it's something that like I, I've seen old Windjammer shirts and it's just Windjammer on it. Like it doesn't say Windjammer Surf Racers. Right. So I don't know um yeah maybe that, maybe that was just a thing back then and but. then w- when they changed the name to jammer to jammer right? was it jammer surf racers oh i don't know um i thought it was just jammer me too yeah it could have been yeah that i'm not sure but so we're looking at some photos now but as far as like the theming like they had this um beach tower like i, I don't know like if a that's lifeguard the, yeah lifeguard is that where the post? operator sat up in that tower the operator of the coaster maybe Ooh, yeah i that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I think the theming was it was pretty cool. And like the structure had like this curved roof and mm-hmm. the sign, you know, was very 90s looking. Oh, very 90s. Very um, true to the 90s fashion. Yeah. And, and this coaster was absolutely built like directly over the walkway. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look how 90s that is. You got a scrambler on one side <laughs> of the loops and a Trabant <laughs> on the other. Right. Yeah. Oh, some great flat rides. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then um, I also read that so where you could purchase your on-ride photo, I think, and some gifts. It was like the facade of the that building was um, built to look like a yacht. Oh, so they really okay. carried the theming throughout. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, I guess Knotts is a theme park, so I guess it <laughs> right. makes sense. Yeah, they didn't hold back on that. So when I look back at these commercials, though, I'm always happy to find one that has like a catchy jingle. I couldn't find one for uh, 1997 anyways for Windjammer. Instead, we got that like scary movie. Did they even have television back in 1997? (laughs) I don't know. I got to think about that. I don't remember TV back then. Speaking about that, uh, this is kind of off topic, but I was watching a POV earlier and it was from 1997. 
and it was like someone obviously like took a camera on and just filmed they were sitting in like the back row they weren't even sitting in the front but i was thinking like did they have to take on like a handheld vhs camcorder oh yeah. i think that's how they used to do it like uh like i don't know if you guys know sean flaherty he uh um, yeah 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 he's got a lot of povs yeah. from the 90s where he had to have like a full-on camcorder right on the, on the oh right yeah because I, I, I remember seeing him on a Discovery Channel special way back in the day being interviewed for Millennium Force. And right. It's like, man, this guy's cool. But yeah, yeah. I, his, he had to have had a camcorder. I mean, the, a, probably a big clunky one. Like he just That's had what I remember. resting I mean, on your we, shoulder. Yeah. We used, to, we, used to, we used to shoot film back in the 90s when we were going places and um, we, we had a camcorder. I mean, maybe people... Have, or professional maybe had something a little more aerodynamic but right yeah it was yeah. it wasn't exactly small right no. gopros weren't a thing back then no not at all cell phones were around but most people didn't really have them the, and the, if the you first, did the there certainly wasn't phone, a camera the first cell phone camera came out in 2002 so oh, that's right definitely yeah. Not then. yeah that's crazy so this other commercial that i'm going to play is from the 90s and it doesn't have anything to do with windjammer but i thought People like to hear a catchy jingle, so we're going to check this oh, one out. yes. <laughs> this one is actually a commercial for uh, Indian Trails, which is new. I think this might be from 92, but it has a catchy jingle, and everyone likes a catchy jingle. So here we go. Don't miss! Don't miss! It's almost like a rap. Don't miss! Don't miss! <laughs> Don't Admission for kids is just nine ninety five. Good grief! <laughs> what year was this? Yeah, I think it was like mid ninety. So yeah, that's oh, it. Oh yeah, don't miss, don't miss. Yeah, so um, it looked like in that commercial that Snoopy was there, so they must have had Snoopy. They've uh, always had Snoopy since I can remember. Have oh, they? Wow. Okay, I wonder if I, that was before Cedar Fair. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I wonder if that was part of the deal. Oh, I, yeah. I can't remember when Cedar Point introduced the peanuts. 98. 98 is when Camp Snoopy was announced. So okay. 90, 99, I believe, was the first year. Okay, because before that was Berenstein Bears. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. We now know, obviously, they took down uh, Windjammer Surf Racers and they replaced it with Accelerator, which is pretty awesome. There's been, you know, people have saying like, I wonder if they'll try another racing coaster in the future at Nats or... I guess, you know, they could obviously, they're a little bit landlocked, but as far as knots in the future, do you see them attempt some sort of racing coaster again? That's tricky. I mean, knots is such an interesting park to consider about what, what they could, what could, what they need and what they could get. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like a hyper coaster would just be amazing there. Right. Um, oh, yeah. and, and that would be just like, could, you I was going to say, too. yeah, I was going to say it would just kind of be built over top of everything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That totally makes sense, and and they don't have a height limit or anything there because Supreme Scream is like three hundred and fifteen feet tall. Right? Oh yeah, so, that's right. right. So they, I mean, I think it's definitely and it's California just in the worst way needs a hyper coaster. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Gosh. It's yeah, it's crazy that they don't have more out there. Even you it, know, it's, it's not just California either. It's it's the entire Western United States. Right? Yeah, they that's do. absolutely true. We're spoiled. Well, Nick and I were over here in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I mean, Rage we... Bull and and Diamondback oh. and Magnum. Yeah. I mean, you're just you're just loaded with. I mean, yeah. everything from like I want to say like Valley Fair West. Yeah. That's where you're getting hypercoasters like Mamba and Titan yeah. and Goliath yeah. and Desperado. 
It's just yeah. like, what, what is it about the Midwest and the East where you get a good hypercoaster? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And then of course, you know, the, the two crappy Giovanola had, they had to go to the parks <laughs> on, the, on the Western side of the, right. So, and, and so like, I, I like Magic Mountain and over Texas are by far the two Six Flags parks I go to the most. Okay. And, and they both have the worst hypercoaster <laughs> they could possibly get. I, yeah. I was, I was actually going to try a way, find a way to bring that up. You know, uh, I, I watch a lot of your videos and I always hear you crap on Goliath. And I'm like, man, I didn't hate it. But so if you could sum it up in a sentence or two, what, what is it about the juveniles that you just can't stand? <laughs> okay. So uh hypercoasters i understand if they're not like totally total airtime machines like i love raging bull that's not a total airtime machine but sure it's got some airtime sure goliath scott and titan just have none like yeah, okay it's right. like maybe at least get some over the drop but the drop yeah. is at a 60 degree angle right it's just yeah. inexcusable <laughs> yeah. that's true so even in the back row you don't you don't come out of your seat even in the back row which is crazy <laughs> yeah um, you're right you're right okay and you got the you got the floater hill the floater hill is hit or miss like sometimes it's like oh yay okay that's decent sustained yeah. okay sometimes you don't get anything and, and then the rest the rest of it you know they, they got the bone crushing cheese um oh yeah. so if you're if you're into that then that's great i don't personally like it um i don't mind, I don't mind it it's just it's not my thing so i don't find it exciting not a preference yeah so and then it's a bunch of turns and it's just like so sometimes i get the urge to write it and i'm like oh and then when i get off i'm like i now remember why i don't like that right so <laughs> yeah I feel that. Yeah, totally. I, I, I'm the same way. I prefer airtime to, you know, if I had to pick airtime or positive G's, I'm going to pick airtime every time. That's why I don't love I-305 and, you know, all these. Right, other... me, me neither. I, I think yeah. I-305 is better than, a lot better than Goliath. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, but again, like I have it ranked number 70 on my list, which mm-hmm. is about 65 spots lower than most people have. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, just to tie true. Goliath back to Windjammer. Yes. Um, Goliath was another coaster where I... I I went to Magic Mountain for the first real time. Like I used to go back in the early nineties when I was a kid. And I remember like all this, all the stuff they used to have, but I didn't write it because I was little, but it was like 2000. I was 12 years old uh, when I would go to Magic Mountain for the first time to actually write stuff. And Goliath was very intimidating to me because I had never ridden a coaster that big, but, and it just has a lap bar. So I'm kind of freaking out. So when I write it and I get off, I feel accomplished. So I really thought I loved the ride. Now coming back to it later, now I'm thinking like, God, this ride is, is, is falls short in so many ways. Yeah, kind of how I felt with Windjammer in, ter- in terms of, I wrote it, had a loop, I got off it, I felt accomplished. Um, right. but, but then you, I didn't, I don't have the joy of going back to and writing it now. But if you just look at it and just look at, especially after after the loops, the little tiny little turns and dips it has. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. It's just like it's like the whole ride is filler. It, oh, that's it, true. It, it, it really seemed to mimic Jaguar in that way. in uh, you know, just the tiny little dips and the, you know. Right. So yeah. just makes me wonder what, what what were they thinking? Like it's almost like the whole ride's a decoration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. It was just eye candy. Yeah. Like, it right. looks it looks good. And then it's like, but you're right, it's like it's just and, and then of course you got the, the Togo transitions are embarrassing. Have yes, you guys ridden the New York New York uh, Bill Gapple coaster? I have not, no. no. I've been on okay. some of the, the stand-up coasters though. Okay. I'm not sure if I, I, I do. I rode uh, the one at King's Dominion before they closed that down. Yeah, I did too. Early. And I've been on a uh, Skyrider at Canada's Wonderland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never got on that one. Mm-hmm. But the, the transitions on those coasters are just horrendous. Oh, so they're awful. Yeah. You're talking about having two cinder blocks on the side of your head <laughs> with those <laughs> stupid turns and those little dip. And then, and then it's like, okay, so 
you, you smash your head in on the turn <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you get a little dip and out of it. It's like, it's not even worth it. You know, yeah, you gave me something. If I'm going to smash my head in, I need to have something <laughs> yeah. better than that. It needs to be it's worth it at least. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> worth the pain. Yeah. So I think that about wraps up Windjammer Surfacer is obviously a big giant failure from the start. Can't be too upset that they took it out. We got Accelerator and I'm pretty sure Togo, I don't know if they did much else after that coaster in America anyway. I, I think they shut down their American division probably right after that. Yeah, yeah I think they, actually they filed for bankruptcy, I believe. So I'm sure that was probably the final nail in their coffin. No, nobody would want to hire him after that. That's no, 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 no. Once people start seeing lawsuit and the headlines and they're like, nah, we're not yeah, going to even we'll go there. Away. Yeah. If you guys want to see something really satisfying. So anyone out there listening, let's see something, see something very satisfying. Sean Flaherty has a video of them actually dismantling Windjammer. Oh, so, man. That'd be very satisfying. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So well, I guess it, in, in closing, uh, Chris, you're the mastermind of predictions. What, what do you predict is going to happen at Knott's here? Uh, in the near future, if you could guess, what do you think could come in? What do you think uh, is likely? Oh man, um, that's a good question. I, I just did a whole like a video. I haven't released it yet, but I just wrote it out for Six Flags Parks okay. in terms of like like what's their biggest gap and what can they get. Um, but for for Knotts, it's just so tricky because they have they have they have some gaps in their lineup, but just the the whole space issue big crazy and and what the heck are they going to remove that would actually yeah. open up anything like if they if they remove pony express that's enough room for like a bathroom in a, in mm-hmm. a right stall. it's tiny yeah that's the and, one and, i could and see and them that, remove and that's another one that's that's another coaster that's basically on top of footpaths also yeah so, i mean the, the biggest coaster that they can remove that would actually free up some stuff is like ghost rider but they don't have to take out ghost rider no ghost Rider's i love awesome. ghost rider yeah so i'm thinking like what okay Obviously, what I really want is a hyper coaster. Yeah, that would, that would be the perfect fit for them for so many reasons. Get that flutter airtime in there, that good smooth steel coaster, people eater. Um, it'd be very popular. Definitely would be a good option. But in terms of what I could actually see going there, maybe some kind of like a mock multi launch kind of gives them, even though they already have three, at least three launch coasters I can think of with mm-hmm. Montezuma's Accelerator, Pony Express. Right. Um, they don't really have one that afterwards features a lot of inversions. So it kind of combines a launch coaster with like a hang time. Mm-hmm. So that could kind of work. And, and I, it's like, okay, do they really need another launch coaster? It's like, well, I think the answer to that is, uh, yeah, because they don't really have a lot of space to do anything else. Launch right. coaster kind of allows them to put a lot of stuff into a small spot. I can see that maybe something from like, um, I mean, everyone always brings this up. Uh, a chance hyper gtx would be awesome there oh i right. love it i would yeah. love that i love I, that coaster mm-hmm. nice compact I, I didn't love lightning run at first and then i wrote it again last year and it just blew me away so it just right. fits that park yeah mm-hmm. yeah it I'm is a great coaster yeah i'm surprised more parks do not have one of those yeah i don't i don't think they're super marketable which is probably why you don't yeah. see as much right you don't uh, see many chance coasters outside mm-hmm. of the morgan hypers really if you think about it, there's no there's no novelty to it I mean, yeah. you, you, look at the, you look at the Eurofighter, it's got to be on a vertical drop. Look at the Raptor, it's got a single rail. Right. The Chance Hyper GTX, what's special about it? Other yeah. than the fact that it's an awesome ride, but it's hard to market. It? Right. I think you're right on, though, with the launch coaster, especially considering Nats has so little room to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just gives them, uh, with the launch coaster, um, a lot more opportunity to 
create something that is is big, bigger, and you can do more rather than and and, and they could yeah. they, they could do the raptor option, but they have one up north and the the, the capacity issue with the raptor. Yeah, oh, big of, time. Uh, yeah, and right. Knott's an gets a ton of foot traffic for a small. Oh my gosh. Is. Well, you know, I mean, Knott's is, is I, I love going to Knott's in like week weekdays in February uh, oh, when oh, yeah. it's empty. But like you go on the weekend, or especially if you go during uh, hunt or not, yeah. not scary farm. If you, it's just a madhouse. Oh, I <laughs> can't imagine. It's oh, so crowded there. Yeah. Speaking of that, though, uh, when I was looking for some commercials and stuff to watch, I saw a story. I don't. I think it was from the '90s, but apparently, Knotts had the brilliant idea of doing for single de Mayo doing um, a nickel admission to the park. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, not really thinking what would happen. Thirty thousand people showed up like first thing in the morning and lord or i think it was more than thirty thousand. anyways they hit capacity and people were not happy and it like turned into like this 200 person brawl and they had to they had to bring in the uh riot squad to like disperse everybody but yeah i I thought that was funny it reminds me of a 2018 2019 when it was it was the last sunday of the year it was like the last day that you can like renew your your pass yeah and they made it a free friend day at magic mountain oh, oh yeah and, and both days hit capacity oh the man. first day i went there unsuspecting and i just ran into it second day i came fully prepared and um <laughs> both days were just absolute clusters i was like i can't believe they're doing this again it's yeah. it's, it's great but it's uh i, I missed that on this year because of covid right um, right but it was just like i, I couldn't couldn't believe they were doing it again but it's like you know what i'm going there i'm filming it this is just too good <laughs> oh yeah in, in in 2019 we um I mean, I live two hours from Cedar Point, so um, we we had just gotten our gold pass, or you know, my wife's gold pass, and uh, everyone else and their sister got their gold pass as well uh, because they announced right. it right during Halloween. So you know, we went. And we I had never had it happen. I've lived near Cedar Point for 22 years and never had I had to drive around the parking lot, the entire parking lot, oh for my God. An, an hour plus, <laughs> waiting to find a spot. So right. that is it, nice. it was just. Oh, and in I mean, you guys both know how huge that parking lot is. So oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. just massive, it's just absurd. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a nickel. What what kind of bright idea is that nickel admission? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a heck of a deal. But geez, what do you expect, guys? I mean, come on. Right. It's like we got thirty thousand people. We made twenty bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and I, I've, I've been watching the chain lift for years, even before I had my channel. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy your stuff. And uh, I especially appreciate the videos you do about the years. Oh, right. I don't yeah. think anyone really appreciates history and, and years, uh, like things that happen per year more than me. But I know that you guys seem to, when you do that, I always get like really uh, nerding out about you know <laughs> the history of stuff. So yeah, those videos are really fun to do. And with both the chain lift and with Nick and I with Airtime Misfits, yeah, we are all about the nostalgia of amusement parks, especially you know defunct parks, defunct coasters. We're big fans of it. So anytime we can nerd out over defunct stuff, we're happy. So. Oh heck yeah! So with Airtime Thrills, they can find you on Instagram and YouTube, I believe. Are you on Twitter? Yep. No, no, too good uh, for Twitter. Just, just yeah, <laughs> fair enough. We, right, we hardly enough. tweet. I've been, I've been told I'm too good. For, no, I'm just, <laughs> but they, they said, why don't you on Twitter? I said, I don't have that many interesting thoughts. So uh, I'll just <laughs> right. put pictures and do you. Right, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. And then um, I believe you also have a t-shirt shop on Teespring, correct? Yeah, so uh, um, if you go on one of my videos, there's a, I have a shop underneath my 
you know, my description. So let's go in there, click on there, see what I got. Yeah. So yeah, guys, make sure you check out Chris on, on YouTube. His videos are awesome. Anything, you know, amusement park or coast related, they're all very knowledgeable, very well done. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I watch every release the day it comes out. I sit at home after, after work every day and unwind. It's, it's pretty great. I love it. Yeah. They're really well done. Video coming out about 2002. So some of the stuff that was brought up Ooh. today, just kind of tied back into that. Like when I was saying with the, yeah, I was here, so right use knowledge. It's a good thing. Yeah. I we heard most of that, but at the end yeah. of it, it sounded like Wayne's World when they're ordering at the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I think uh, the gist of it was though. Uh, Chris has a, a video coming out about 2002. So yeah, be sure yep. to watch. And I'm, and, and I'm a big history nerd, so yes. there you go. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that comes through in your videos. Uh, you definitely know what you're talking about, and um, yeah definitely appreciate your videos and what you do for the community. Chris is one of the good ones. So make sure you check them out on airtime thrills, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, thanks again, Chris. And we'll hope to have you on again in the future. If we ever talk about any like flashback. Yes. Flashback. We need to oh, do it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Flashback. Absolutely. We'll have Chris back on. That's Son a beast flashback. Yeah. You guys need anything, you know, if you need an old guy to talk about coasters, just, hey, <laughs> we're, we're, we're old dudes and we talk about old coasters. That's our saying, man. So you have, yes, we would absolutely love to have you back on. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Guys. Yes. Thanks again, Chris. All right, guys. Uh, that will wrap it up for this episode of airtime misfits. If you haven't done so already, you can check us out at airtimemisfits.com and follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again, guys. And we will see you later. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.